known to be one of the most fearless journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis. And you are listening to The Shepard Ambellis Show. Without further ado, here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. Season 2, Episode 2 of the show. We're back, we're live, we're on air. We're going to see if the New World Order is going to take us out, take us off the airwaves. We got Bethany Adani, my co-host. We got Aaron Cole. We're going to have Berserker Survival coming up as a guest. Uh, He's a good friend, and we talk a lot on Clubhouse and he is essentially, I guess, like, I guess you would say he's like a survivalist. Um, he's physically fit. He's pretty much self-sufficient. He's got, I mean, I'm going to let him tell you all about it. But, uh, and he also has a really cool camera. Uh, one of those P2000s, um, I believe it's, it is. And uh, the thing can film like i don't know 200 and something thousand miles away to the moon 232,000 miles away do you do you guys think that's possible 232,000 miles i don't know we'll be bringing him on here shortly uh aaron bethany i know bethany went to this raptor thing she was telling me about but i didn't really ask her and she sent some video and then i didn't have time to even watch it but what's the raptor trust bird rehab bethany what was that all about well that's in millington new jersey hey everybody um and you know speaking of berserker who i like to call thor because he does remind me so much of thor welcome berserker um you know, he's always said, get back to basics. And you hear people talking about getting back to nature. And so, you know, of course, I homeschool my kids. And it was just a good day to take the kids to actually just my daughter went. My son had his day off. So he had some other things to take care of uh, on his day off from work. But it's basically a um, a bird rehabilitation center. And um, the one they try to rehabilitate them. But the ones they can't let go for whatever reason, they keep there. They care for them. And they use it as a education center so we got to see some really really cool raptors um they i've actually rescued quite a few birds that have ended up there over the years they take any type of bird as a matter of fact they had this really cool bird it was a um uh, a robin but it was a partial albino um robin and it was really named pearl by the way but they had um you know just like um the bald eagles were amazing they had two bald eagles of course they have it set up by the you know american flag and it was dedicated to someone that you know had died on 9-11 that's yeah Uh, so i mean it was it was just a really great day in nature a great afternoon with my daughter great day to just go on a little day trip so thanks for asking about it chef really great place check it out the raptor trust that sounds fun that sounds cool i remember going on like uh, a trip to this volcano in hawaii and just like i don't know that reminded me of that like a day trip that's kind of fun you know um aaron cole i know you were sending some links over and they were saying like the airlines are all backed up and I didn't really get into that in depth or anything, but, um, also like they were talking about, it was weird cause they were talking about, um, consumer protection and airlines that aren't going to go along with offering the right consumer protection, whatever that even means. Um, like, is that like you got to wear a mask type mandates? Is that, like, are they going to have air marshals? Are they going to put those shackles in the plane that like strap everyone in? Have you heard about that? <laughs> like people, people think they're going to do that. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, like that's what I was thinking though, when I saw that in there, because there's a Senator or something, uh, pushing for that or, and it just seems odd, you know, obviously this whole system and apparatus is connected, but, uh, what do you think's up with the travel and do you think that's fuel related too? I was thinking 
Because, you know, jet fuel, compressed yeah. air. Sorry. Um, yeah, th- this is kind of strange. Uh, I think it was 10,000 flights over the over the weekend. Uh, this even uh, affected the, the great Alex Jones. This, this seems to be either staff-related or fuel-related or maybe even weather-related. But there is something big going on with the airlines. Uh, I don't know if they're going to strap people down, but some of the people we see that, <laughs> that get on these planes, they uh, they definitely have some kind of strap-on devices. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, have you seen how it gets all crazy with these uh, mask mandates, though? And then, like, people mm-hmm. want to exercise their rights. But I, I'm starting to think, too, like, <laughs> they're going to have to have the big airlines you know, it's going to be like a uh, Fox news, um, CNBC, um, CNN, all that. And they're going to make the big airlines like the big news conglomerates and put the other ones out of business unless they're like affiliated with the big ones because, uh, they can't have rogue airlines, like letting people fly without masks and stuff. I mean, you have to suffocate yourself while you fly in those airplanes where the seats aren't big enough. I mean, this is what we should talk to Berserker about this too, because he's he's a pretty big dude. I, I mean, I'm tall, right? So I get in these planes and I'm all boxed in. Have you guys noticed that? Like how many they like pack? But then like some a lot of times too, like the planes are empty and you're still packed in like a sardine. You can't sleep. Nothing's comfortable. It's like the worst experience ever if you're in coach. Strategic packing is what it seems like to me. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, yeah, let's bring a berserker in on this too. But um, it seems like it's been something for the past couple of days. Uh, even if it's exfe- uh, affecting Alex Jones, that seems seems like that is crazy. Strategic packing enough to have to that's get on crazy. A coach ride. Well, well, we'll bring him on so he can uh, t- start commentating on this stuff with us. Uh, berserker survival. His link is in the description. You can follow him on Twitter and. He, you know, he always has something uh, really, you know, basically something's always on his mind uh, and he's speaking his mind and uh, he likes his freedom and he's from Australia. Um, like I said, he's a survivalist. What's up, Berserker? Yeah, good morning, Shit, Bethany and, and Aaron. How's everybody going? We're doing good. It's uh, it's uh, what time is it over there where you are? Because you're standing upside uh, down in Australia right now. Yeah, yeah. It's just past uh, nine o'clock, so the show starts at nine o'clock in the morning. So. That's awesome. That's we, um, we always joke around because um, you know, there's the flat Earth round Earth debate. Uh, Berserker films the moon and uh, the running joke i guess on clubhouse it's like you know you're you're standing upside down if you're in australia you know are you gonna pee on yourself you know what's the deal how does that work um but yeah so well tell us to like before we get into all this other news and start commentating um you also you know tell people about your setup because you're somewhat self-sufficient you got animals there I guess my um, YouTube just turned on in the background. Sorry, but yeah, you got animals there. Um, You, um, yeah. I mean, they, they, they. um, We hear them in the background a lot. And can you tell us a a little bit about your setup? And because, like, you're really into this. I mean, I wish I was set up like you. Um, I mean, you're ready for what could be coming soon. Yeah, well, I, I guess that's the thing that, you know, in the past we, we've sort of had to open up our eyes and ears and, and watch and listen to what's actually going on. Um, even with our recent elections, you know, they, they the whole election was built around climate change and, you know, ending coal and all this type of stuff. But we still see that, um, and we've got this app here in Australia um, where we can look up where, where the power production is from and we're still at like one percent solar and two percent wind so we can't really end coal production just yet 
but getting back to the self-sufficient thing, um, I guess at the end of the day, um, Oh, I think Berserker got a call and it knocked him off Skype. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> no, I'm on another phone. Um, yeah, but just, just getting back to the self-sufficiency thing, like at the end of the day, the, the only person that's going to help you is yourself. Um, if you're going to rely on the government, that's going to be your problem. Um, you can be led anywhere you want or wh wherever they want you to lead uh, and go. Um, mm -hmm. So... You know, the best opportunity for all of us is get out there and have a go and and try and be as self-sufficient as we can in, in whatever way we can. So, you know, I definitely think it's going to be an advantage going into the future. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, you and I were talking about, uh, you know, we've, we've spoken about the um, lockdowns before and how they were getting pretty wild and they were starting to round up the uh, indigenous over there uh, in Australia. And, you know, I was starting to think like, wow, could they just start rounding everyone up? Um, but like, you're also set up to like totally bug out too. Right. I mean, like that's another important aspect that a lot of people, you know, you like, you can be self-sufficient and all that. Um, and I, and it's really good to learn that whole process. Cause you, you, you know, you could learn, you could set up, I guess, any land to be like that or whatever, but, um, or certain land, but like you're ready to like bug out too. So there's, there's a whole other element to survival, you know, bugging in and bugging out. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's not something you can just do in, in like a year or two, you know, it takes a lot of years to accumulate and, and get yourself get yourself ready. Who knows? It's insurance. You may never need it. But if if you got that mind, that, that that survival mind, you know, to think of all the options. Give yourself as many options as you can, um, because uh, as we've seen just recently, things got a little bit scary. You know, um, now they're talking about cutting the energy and, and fuel prices going up. You know, are we going to be in some kind of you know natural lockdown? Well, that yeah, that's um, that's lockdown. that's the thing. Like these gas prices now, it's by the leader over there uh, in Australia, right? So, like, what are they charging? Like, what do they charge like per liter? Yeah, so diesel is around two dollars thirty um, per liter. Wow, is um, three point eight liters per gallon. So times you know. Two dollars thirty by three point eight, um, which would probably get you up around you know the nine dollar mark. Wow! So that that is uh, pricey, and um, for diesel too, because you know what's crazy is diesel used to be like the cheapest fuel. If you think about it, it's like an unrefined fuel. Gas should uh, cost more now. They're like everyone bought those diesel trucks, and then they made the uh, diesel fuel more. Like it's like okay, really. Uh, but like now berserker, they're talking about, uh, in California, uh, Bethany pointed out, uh, they want to ban the gas ranges and whatever, um, that you cook on and all this shit. And I'm thinking, well, these electric ranges, you can't really cook that great on an electric range, uh, for one thing. But I mean, that's just adding to this brownout blackout problem, um, where, essentially you got all of the this new electronic stuff that people got to have they got to have the latest iphone they got to be everyone's got to be charging those they got to have electric cars now there's all these electric cars that got to be charged that were never there before um electric bicycles those segways you know treadmills because people can't go outside anymore of course they got to just like have a treadmill um you know just like anything and everything you can think of and it's taxing the grid they never really like improve the grid because in america apparently they don't do any uh work on the infrastructure they don't fix any of the bridges um you know they they just don't do anything so i don't know but um do you think this uh like what do you think in general uh berserker because 
I know you've probably like war game this out, but like energy wise, what do you think we're looking at in the next couple of years? Because like, if you look at the news and then you just kind of look at what's going on, it seems like they are, uh, really put, uh, you know, pushing to shut things down and close things down. And like Aaron Cole was pointing out with the, uh, air travel that, you know, um, and I, and I don't know, I guess like these new, um, mandates that they're trying to put in place or for consumer protection, um, upholding consumer protection or whatever for the airlines. I mean, I was just thinking, like I was saying earlier, that could just squeeze out all that. Like, are they in a shutdown mode? Uh, what do you like? Um, I mean, like it feels, it feels like they're starving us out. Like, I don't know. That's, I mean, in the gas world too, like in, in, uh, energies in with the energies market, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Berserker. Do you think that's a, like a concerted push or something? Have you noticed that as well? Yeah. Look, I mean, it's, um, it's one of those things. If you, if you cut, cut the people's needs off to feed themselves, um, you know, get that energy. Um, I, I guess you have the ultimate control. You know, if you've been led away from a from a natural life of being self-sufficient, you are under someone else's control. They determine what you eat. They determine, you know, how much power you use, how much water you use. Um, and you've been taken away from that. Um, get yourself back to it. Get more options that you have to, um, you know, get away from that control. Because we just don't need it. And we've just got to work hard to get it back and get it back for ourselves and our families. Or otherwise, you're going to be led to wherever they want you to go. Sure as hell, I ain't going where they want me to go. Well, that's just it. I mean, it's like, where are they leading us, you know, off the edge of the uh, flat earth into the abyss? <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, I said, well, I said flat earth. Or into some kind of, you know, bullshit metaverse or something like that, you know. I mean, oh, that that's, that's the worst. We is. could talk about that too because there's this whole transhumanism thing. Uh, I know Aaron Cole wants to chime in on that in the metaverse. Uh, even my dogs, these new puppies I have, are somewhat like crossing over into the metaverse because I caught them watching cartoons and I'm thinking like, okay. So I'm like limiting their TV time. But... uh <laughs> I mean, it makes you wonder, like, uh, you know, how are they pumping out things into into the uh, air? You know, are the are they harping it up? Is it is it just prop sustained propaganda alone? What like what do you think's attracting people? And everyone can chime in on this. Uh, but like, what what do you guys think is attracting people to want to like pull out of reality? and enter like this metaverse and just be on these devices and and um because i look at it as work i mean it's not really like like if i'm on a device i'm like oh this is pretty much like work um but like people find this like really pleasurable um to be on on devices and they're like living their whole life like plugged in jacked in berserker um like what's your take on that i mean like like how are they getting these people to convert like that is <laughs> the least path of least path of resistance isn't it like i mean you, you can go out there and be self-sustainable but i i, I can tell you right now you know it, it's hard work you're gonna sweat you're gonna bleed you know it's all those things that people are just running away from um, it's it's the hard work. You see that just in general life itself at, at work. Um, people just don't want that want work hard anymore. So you know, you're right. Sit at home and enter the metaverses, man. You're right about that. But uh, I mean, it's like something caused that. Something flipped the switch in uh, in people in general. I guess, um, especially like the new generations, to where they just. Um, they don't have work ethics or something. It's like they erased the work ethics gene out of people or something. That's what it seems like to me. Aaron Cole, do you want to chime in on that? This and the transhumanism, like 
how their people are like crossing up with computers, cyborgs, all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's something we hear a lot. There's a lot of uh, the big the big names out there. We that talk about transhumanism and things like that. But the one of the the aspects I kind of was looking into today was what if people are trying to do this, like the elites trying to do the transhumanism thing, to maybe to suck out the data, suck out the memory out of people, put it in this cloud or some kind of a some kind of contraption like that so if there was there was like a pole shift or like a mud flood and a lot of civilization get, gets wiped out um they, they can have have all of our thoughts and all of our geniusness without us or without our bodies and our mouths and our families consuming Ooh. everything you know what it's that a is pretty dark idea you know what that is but, uh, that's a that's actually a noah's ark that that exactly. like essentially that's like a Noah's Ark because like when you when you hear that they went and collected all these animals and they put them on the like I don't think they did that I don't like I think they went around and collected like DNA and stuff and this is mm-hmm. this is like the misnomer with like how religions taught they don't you know they want you to believe Noah had this like old beat up wooden ark or whatever and he's like loading camels and shit onto it i don't i mean maybe they had like a couple things like that but like uh all in all you would think it's like more like a a genetic or cloning uh, experiment but then that gets almost like into the contact tracing and the covid and the calamity because like if you want to talk about like a coming disaster mud flood uh, and we'll get into like, what are these mud flood? Cause people are probably listening and they're like, what's a mud flood. Uh, but, uh, if there's like some type of pole shift where it, there's something people can Google, uh, the CIA, Adam and Eve story, CIA, Adam and Eve story. And the CIA found out like they were doing these core samples and all this shit. And they, they found out that there was these like mud flood events that would happen. It was like a pole shift. And basically they found out that these pole shifts weren't happening gradually, but they were happening within like a real quick period, like a 24 hour period, 48, 72, something like it was like pretty crazy and like sloshed stuff around and great flood style. And that can go back to like the whole planet X passing Nibiru documented, like, uh, parallel civilizations, catastrophes, you know, I don't know, but, um, you know, contact tracing. So then, you know, in my film, I talk about how they could potentially be using COVID as a blanket operation, like a militarized worldwide world scale, like everyone, like all the major countries are in on it, blanket operation to then tell people they need to do contact tracing and all this stuff. And really is what it boils down to is like, they need to know who's who. So after the calamity, they can kind of still know who's who so that you can't like change identities or everything, anything. Cause you know, they can't have any untracked people. They gotta like, everything's gotta be tracked. Like you're in like this, um, caged in, like boxed in electronic prison cell right now. That's tracking you down to like the cubic foot. It's literally tracking you down to the cubic foot. Uh, Bethany Adani, have you noticed any targeting operations lately? And are you being tracked? I don't know. That's a good question. I hope not. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I was tracked for two months. Well, I'm actually am being tracked because I'm on probation for two months. So I'll Uh, be on paper. So, yeah, I am being tracked. I guess you're right. Yeah, so like I was thinking like uh I was thinking that they they might have wanted these contact tracers cuz remember they talked about hiring like armies of contact tracers. You know, that might be like preparation and training under the guise of COVID and and like the average like you know, even I thought like you know, the average guy like wargaming this out or person wargaming this out. Um I thought like look uh, they're going to send these contact tracers. They're going to round people up like Nazi Germany, you know, cause they were, but now that I think about it, I feel like it's, it's almost like preparation for still for something that's coming like an asteroid pole shift, this planet, the Adam and Eve 
event. I don't know, but there's these mud floods. I want to talk with berserker about this because all of this correlates and it's so bizarre. But there's this uh, ancient civilization called Tartaria. And it's also known as the Tartary or the Tartar. And it's, it's basically up toward the North Pole. And But the whole civilization, that's like the main part of it. Up to the north, you know, uh, maybe like around north of Greenland or something. But uh, that's where it shows it on, on maps right and um so like you can go in and like look at this and it 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 was this advanced civilization i mean they had you should see these buildings were amazing um i mean if like think about buildings like the ones in moscow um think about like grand central station think about the white house think about those Greek ruins and those big pillars, uh, all the courthouses, all this type stuff. What if I told you, okay, this is gonna blow your fucking mind. What if I told you that all of those buildings were pre-existing? What if I told you that there was a, a highly advanced civilization that might've lived and been prevalent up into like even like the 14, 15, 1600s. I don't know. Um, I don't know when the last calamity happened, but I know this. It had to be just like pre 1600. Because if you do deep research, you can go get pictures of all the major cities in the world from like 1651, 1751, like 1600 to 1700 era. But uh, in that era, and you could find out that there's cities, there's infrastructures built for millions of people, vast looking cities, and the streets look like they're covered in mud. In fact, it looks like they have no streets. Looks like they don't uh, have anything, you know, and you wonder why all their windows are, are built into the ground. Why would you build windows into the ground and then claim it's a basement and like water could like flow into them? Um, you know, when you, when you see these pictures, um, and then you realize we can't even build buildings like this today. And then you realize some of these buildings still stand in New York, other cities, the white house. Then you realize they've done excavations on these buildings and there's, they were covered in mud the entire basement levels have been covered in mud. Uh, even the white house, if you, all of these things were pre-built and the mud, it, it filled up basement levels and it left the windows half buried. And then they claim those are basements, but back then they weren't building basements. They didn't have excavators. They weren't digging down into hard ground building basements. They were building on top of the earth and um like i said we don't even make structures like this today there was there was like uh, the singer building in new york i mean there was amazing stuff but you go back and you look at these things and you study it they had all sorts of free energy devices in these like spired like uh things at the top of the towers that that grabbed energy out of the air it must have been like what nikolai tesla was like maybe even reverse engineering or like looking at, they went down all these world's fairs. They told people they had all this great shit at these world's fairs and they were going to showcase it. All these world's fairs were in huge, vast, like Olympian like complexes that were supposedly just built in like one year, two years. These things would have took, decades and generations to build and the buildings were highly advanced really nice they were showcasing technology there was what's called the orphan trains where there was no older human beings in the u.s really during a certain time there was all these orphan trains the the equipment the machinery there was orphans working on all this full-size equipment there was no people that's because they all disappeared because there was a pole shift or planet x passed 
and literally there was infrastructure there was these vast cities this is all what i'm saying you could check into you can't just go like google something real quick and think you're going to check into it and that was that case solved you got to put like at least like 40 hours into it or something like at least 10 you know and you'll see these cities i mean vast infrastructures i'm gonna okay so here we go freemasons why why do they call the freemasons freemasons why do they call it freemasonry why because what if i told you that the freemasons got all of their masonry for free that's right the freemasons got all of their freemasonry for free all of their buildings for free and all they did was cut in a little cornerstone and add their own little cornerstone to already grandioso built structures that we can't even build today and that's how the freemasons got freemasonry berserker um all this correlates this tartarian empire it spans down to florida apparently to australia um the civil war could have quite possibly been a cover-up for this they might have been going around they basically burned down all these buildings they burned down cities i mean i could go on for decades on this um and we might have to do more and more shows on it but berserker just like the settlers came over to the u.s and actually did not discover anything because the natives were already here um and then pre-natives there was like tartarian empire um it was like that in australia and how do how do we know this well berserkers found some interesting uh stuff with their buildings there and he was telling me about the settlers uh berserker can you kind of get into that a little bit and tell us a little bit about the history of australia your country yeah so apparently according to to the british um australia was discovered in 1788 um in botany bay sydney um they come out um with a couple of carpenters you know a few bricklayers you know mason workers plasterers and all that type of stuff and, and a few convicts and um within 70 years we had um you know by that was 1788 and then by 18 the 1860s we had these massive sandstone buildings and town halls and churches and stuff like that and even in 1860 we only had a population of like 400,000. So, you know, it's it's quite incredible what they supposedly done to the landscape here in 70 years. When it took 200 days to get from England to Australia. Well, so. if I go back and I look at London, there's pictures of London, England in 1751. Um, it looks it it looks bigger than new york city i mean they have all all of these um i mean this is insane but there there was full-scale civilizations now this tartaria if you check into it um it might you know they had giants and stuff too they found all these books they found these giants coexisting all the way up into the 1900s in fact they're still hunting these giants in afghanistan and shit the military is they're encountering them but they were living like in america and stuff right up i mean you know the smithsonian's covered this up this sounds crazy we got to get into it more and more but so these sandstone buildings berserker i mean th that's pretty impressive right um like how do you how do you build all this stuff how do you come up with it so quick and that's the same thing like because they they said oh like slaves built our canal systems in America and all this stuff. No, these canal systems were already there. This stuff was pre-existing. They just came to try and re-scout it and re-claim uh, what wasn't even theirs after this mud flood. And the New World Order and these people, these um, the secret cabal and all this shit, this is the secret, this is some of the secrets that they know uh, that they don't want you to know because if you knew that every 300 or 400 or 600 or 3200 years or whatever it is that the world is going to have a pull shift and reset 
you would have no drive to do anything pretty much. I mean, that's like my thought on that, but, uh, berserker, like what, uh, I mean, like when you look at these buildings, is there any, um, evidence of those basement windows? Like I was talking about. Yeah, man, everywhere, everywhere, e even locally where I live, which is, um, definitely not a major city or anything like that. Um, yeah, and it's particularly these old um, sandstone buildings that have these, um, well, the, these um, boarded up, bricked up windows. Um, yeah, and then we've also got pictures of them digging the buildings out. So it, it's all there. Yeah, so th what he's t talking about too is, okay, so like say you built a basement, like right now today, you you, you would uh, kind of excavate and you would end up building these stem walls and these block walls up in it. And um, say you pack the dirt back around that and then you built the house on top of it or the building or whatever. Uh, and then you dug that dirt back out. When you dig that dirt back out, you're just going to see like a regular old like block foundation stem wall, right? Well, when they're digging these out of this mud that they claim was the basement, they're digging out intricately um, designed, architecturally designed structures that what was supposed to be the first level of the structure. And they're digging these out all with the doorways and everything. And in fact, that's why you see all of our Capitol buildings and everything. The Freemasons came and added stairs up to the second level, really, or sometimes the third and fourth level. And they w added a new entrance and that, and you can tell that those stairs are added and those entrances are added because the rest of the, of the building was buried and they came and they just reoccupied these capital. Okay. Here's what I want everyone to do. Google this. I said 1651. Google this 1751 empty cities, mud flood, 1751 empty cities, mud flood. 1751 empty cities mud flood and click images start studying all these buildings and and all this stuff also go on youtube and type like tartaria mud flood this stuff tartaria buildings and you'll become familiar with the tartarian architecture and you'll realize we're not even we're building garbage today we couldn't build this shit if we tried and this was only in 1751 there was cities with infrastructure for millions. Like, I mean, it looked more advanced than, uh, they had electric shit. They had, uh, escalators that went down the whole sidewalk moved like an escalator. They had one wheeled bicycles. I mean, they had shit that was like those segways now, uh, just like really impressive shit. But if you Google 1751 empty cities, mud flood, you'll see that all these streets are covered with mud. There's all this. I wish rant, uh, we'll have to get rant cast on sometime because, uh, he knows a lot about these, um, world's fair. And in Chicago, they tried to say that they had to jack the whole city up because it flooded and all this shit. But there was already all these tunnels built under because like all of these structures, I'm telling you, if you go to like a Capitol building or a lot of times like a courthouse or Capitol building and, and it looks really old and you see those windows and they're like halfway buried in the ground, chances are that's a Tartarian building and that that building's been flooded and they're claiming that's a basement that they built. Now, how do they get away with this? I don't know. There's not one picture of the Civil War. They painted all the pictures. I mean, could you imagine voiceover guy he he should get on here could you imagine you're in the middle of a battle right okay great you got a musket or whatever they use those those fucking uh flintlock thing okay great you're loading your gun up you know there's two lines of people they're just shooting back and forth at each other right and uh oh here comes the wartime artist. Hey guys, I'm gonna, do you mind if I set my easel up right here, right in this, let's do a battle rendition right here. I mean, this is, it's all just bullshit. They've lied to us. So how do they do it? The Rockefeller Foundation, the Club of Rome, the, um, what's that shit they got in uh, school that they teach kids now? 
um, the curriculum. You know what I'm talking about. Bethany probably knows. Um, Common core. Yeah, that shit. They, they, they compromise the textbooks, the globe, all this shit. They compromise everything ahead of time. And they erase history. They, the Smithsonian goes and rounds up all the giants, the bones of them, so no one can see them. But they exist. I mean, there's, there's pictures of straight up like 120 foot tall giants. There's definitely pictures of 30 foot tall giants and 10 foot tall giants and nine foot tall giants of the, I mean, and they, I mean, this shit is crazy. You can't build this shit today. Go in grand central station and tell me if you can build that, go build me a Capitol building. I want to see it. These Masons got that shit for free. Boom. I can't agree more. That's pretty wild. Bethany's probably like, damn, that's some crazy shit. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in, Shep. You know, that's not an area that I'm I'm, I'm learned in. So I, I find it fascinating. It's just, it's, truth is stranger than fiction, man. But, it, you know, nothing makes sense to me anymore. Even my kids, they're like, you know, we're talking like younger generation too, where you're supposed to be like not taking life so seriously, but they just are like, even kids today are different. They see that there's something off. And I don't think it's just my kids. I think kids in general are very inquisitive, hopefully. Well, they should kids be. Have it down. They, ask, they ask why. And, and once we get to a certain age, we stop asking why. And that's something we got to keep on asking. Like Shepard was saying, why Why is the pyramids there? Why is, why is this badass Capitol building there? And there's some random state like Missouri. I think it's one of the states that have this crazy-ass looking building. Who the hell did that? Cowboys? Like, what the hell built that? Well, that's Farmers? their stories, too. They, they, they say yeah. that, like, these uh, basically, like, street people built some of the shit. I mean it's insane like some of the shit but see like with the world's fair what i was gonna say and then maybe berserker wants to chime in so so basically i didn't tell you guys this when when i say empty cities mud flood if you go take a look these these cities look literally like la they're like new york infrastructure they're huge they're massive you wouldn't believe it unless you've seen it they're real pictures of these things back from 1751 get this there's like one person standing in the road and the roads are covered with mud and there's not one guy because they're like all dead. Like you can't go in like New York and film it and there's not one person. <sighs> These are like real actual photographs. There's like one person standing in the road, maybe like a horse, you know, and there's all this technology. There's power lines. There's power poles. There, I mean... You can't make this shit up, but you got to go do like at least 10 hours minimum. Uh, Berserker, what do you think about that? Like that technology and how I said there was like no one standing in these photos. Yeah, we've we got the same thing here. Um, and like you said, you know, you can't do that today. So, you know, how'd they do it back then? I don't know. But um, yeah, it's it's all... It's all a little bit insane, and I don't know. I'd, I'd just be getting myself prepared because we just don't know where it's going to go. And like, like you sort of put out in, in your movies, you don't know where it's, you know, could be asteroids, could be a whole lot of things. Um, the best, best insurance, get yourself prepared, get out there, limit your time on social media, and get involved in getting yourself prepared. The best insurance you'll ever make. That's the best advice I ever heard. Um, Bethany, I know you haven't studied much of Tartaria or anything like that, um, but it also gets into like these star forts down near Florida and stuff. And there, there was these forts that were designed like very strategically, how they were built. Uh, these, some of these forts are in the water. And they couldn't have even have built these in the water, uh, but they're claiming they did. So it's like I started going in and checking in on some of this history. Like, uh, you know, they claim uh, this was built. And I said, oh, really? You know, uh, could they have built it in the water like that? You know, uh, 
and you start like checking in on all this stuff and you realize that no, you know, that's why, you know, um, it became flooded later, right? Some of these forts and stuff I was checking in on, um, these cities, have you ever heard like Seattle has an entire underground Detroit has an underground and they're like entire underground cities. That's because we've built up on top of civilization, past civilization after civilization. And they just kind of keep re-inhabiting after the what mud washes through and kills everyone, I guess, apparently. You know, uh, sometimes you see these houses, they're built on like a hillside. And they do build houses on hillsides and, and on streets that are paved and they're on pretty steep streets. But a lot of these houses in um, L.A. or uh, San Francisco, I think it was. Uh, San Francisco, the older ones, you can tell that these uh, mud kind of came down and it, and it settled at an angle and it built its own hill. And then they just put roads on top of that. That's why there's those tall because you can see the things covering like windows like the building definitely wasn't built like that. Um, and they just reuse these structures and apparently just hid all this from people. Um, and it's amazing, like how, how much history they could hide. Like, I know some of you are uh, thinking like, you know, this is, this is like Looney Tune shit, like, uh, but it's not, you can go look at these pictures. I mean, you couldn't snap a picture right now of all these big cities and not find just one person in them. You would see cars everywhere, people everywhere. I mean, if you have a city that's like for a million people or millions of people or 20 million people. Uh, there's not just going to be one person in them, but then they came in, they dug out all these churches. People thought like, Oh, this is a nice church. You know, look, it has these grand arches, these doors you go in. Uh, this is great. Nope. They dug down another 30, 40 feet. There was another two huge 15, 20 foot tall stories with grand entranceways, all finished architecture on the outside of these buildings. Um, there's a, in, um, in North Korea, I believe maybe it's South Korea. Uh, there's an entire building. It's a hotel. I think it's South Korea that they dug out of the, um, dirt. Like only the top was sticking out, but this thing went down like 13 floors or something. Um, so and, uh, but yeah, mainly like these big courthouse looking buildings, like that show night court, you know, that classic courthouse look, those pillars, you see this look all around the world. You see it in Greece. You see it, what, how, how did the architects build the same exact kind of structures all over the world? How? Cause it's part of the same empire. It's part of the same era. And we're, we're, we've just like retaken over this stuff just recently too. So like. I don't have open lines right now because we're getting them put in this week, I think. But like, um, I wish I could have callers on here because like, is that blowing your mind right now? Like, do you even believe this? Do you, I mean, does that sound like, like really crazy? Berserker, have you seen any of this uh, technology from Tartaria? Did you check in on any of that? What I was um, just now telling everyone about those spires on the top of the buildings and stuff like that. And have you seen anything like that on those sandstone buildings or did they pretty much like take all that stuff off? No, pretty much it's, it's still there. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And then you see pictures of the wires that, that were running along the streets. Um, Obviously, not the same power lines we've got at the moment, but they're a little bit lower. Um, you know, it's, it's it's quite strange. And then to even think that we had electric cars back in, I think it was like the 1860s or something like that. Um, that's quite interesting as well. Um, I just I, I want to hit on on something. You know, the the country that's next door to Russia that um, looks a bit crumbled at the moment. You know, people are going to go in there and rebuild that. So what's that going to look like? You know, is that right. going to be, you know, some kind of, you know, futuristic type cities? And they seem to only be targeting certain cities, you know, like maybe not the older ones. 
Well, it's weird. Yeah, it's like they're it's like they're dismantling stuff too because like this architecture was like so beautiful and and there was just like so much to it. And then now our architecture is they call it brutalism um, because it's like it's like how you build a prison or something. You know, like they just build like a concrete skyscraper or like a a projects building for like the low income and it's just like concrete or like a new school and it's just like it's got some windows it's a box they they have big seams in the bricks it just looks like savages built this shit basically and that's what we're getting in our modern society and people think that's the best they can do well that is the best they can do because they lost technology Damn, man. <laughs> we lost the technology to get back to the moon. Like, I mean, it's pretty easy to do, isn't it? Well, I guess you're right. I mean, you do got a point there. If NASA says they lost the technology to get back to the moon, I mean, shit, I guess, I guess we can't build cities anymore. This is getting crazy, right? Like, they're just, what, are they going to lose everything? Like, so, like, 10 years from now, they'll be like nothing. Like, they'll be like, well, we lost it all. We can't do anything. <laughs> Build back better in the metaverse. <laughs> that's what their solution will be. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that's probably what Biden will run on. Build back better and then they'll push the metaverse. The dude can't even ride a bike and we're worried about him rebuilding. <laughs> like you, you, yeah, I mean, they're going to build brutalism architecture in the metaverse too. That's, that's the thing. Uh, so the metaverse is just going to be like a box. Um, nothing special about that and that's it none of that'd be the metaverse because why no one has any creativity anymore apparently they can't build these buildings like that i mean you know i mean like moscow you know what i'm talking about like those crazy buildings in moscow i mean that's fucking crazy right like they're not building that shit today well they got some pretty funky sorry sorry aaron I was gonna say, yeah, it, it's all gone. We don't we don't do that anymore. It seems like it's it's lost technology for sure. There was something I ran across today when I was doing some research. Somebody was saying that San Francisco was built in thirty years, which seems preposterous. Well, that's another and, part of the mud flood lie. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That this shit uh, was existing especially like San Francisco. Now, uh, Berserker could chime in on this because these atmospheric rivers, because like I talked about Planet X possibly moving in, my film kind of documents this COVID is likely preparation for something like that uh, because none of it's making sense. And they during a major asteroid convergence that's like never happened before in the history of documented asteroid, um, you know, uh, of them documenting the trajectory of asteroids. There was all these near earth asteroids that converged when they started locking everything down for COVID and declaring, um, continuity of government and all that shit was going on. And so it turned, you know, like it just really looks like they're waiting for something. Um, and then I lost my whole train of thought, but, uh, I was going to see if berserker wanted to chime in on, uh, something or another what yeah. was it yeah so i mean the, the whole language of build back better is, you know it's pretty scary because to build back better you've really got to destroy what we've got to build back better so obviously they know that there's something coming along you know sooner or later yeah it's like a it's like a a preparation because also they're talking about like the great reset like economically speaking like davos and all them and the, it's this whole thing like they know because like you would that would be the knowledge that the new world order would have the Bilderbergers, all this they would have to know how to uh upload their computer their banking systems you know or are they just going to do a new banking system and have it all ready to roll out right but yeah like how was how were these cities built in just 30 years and they have infrastructure for like millions of people when you go look at the pictures in fact some of the cities look far more grand than they do today the skyline 
I mean, it's almost crazy. I saw this Nazi footage where they were flying around blimps and they were looking at like parts of Europe or something. And it was just like, wow. Also, these. Uh, oh, go ahead, Berserker. Yeah, no, it was like I was saying about Australia, you know, like 1788. Yeah, the British apparently arrived here and, and by the 1860s, you know, it's like only, you know, 70, 70 years. And all of a sudden you've got these massive buildings and stuff. And like, I mean, it's it's a little bit preposterous that we could even think that uh, we could build that um, being so far away from the rest of the world in, in 70 years. And but we definitely can't do that these days. Um, also, yeah. So. Also, the foundation wasn't put in a place. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't have building supply stores and all the material. Like, you know, they would have had to go get all that from scratch, right? Like, it it just seems like impossible. Yeah, and apparently they didn't have the machinery like we've got today. So that's that's the other thing that makes it a little bit more suspicious. Yeah, they're turning out all these big uh, structures, uh, perfectly built, he like extravagant architecture, and they're not doing this today. And I mean, I would just like to challenge someone to build a pyramid today or what about one of these like Tartarian looking churches or something? I, I just don't even think they could do it. I don't even think it could be done. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, I don't think it'd be the cost. I think it'd just be the, the skill. And I think that's where it is. You know, have we lost all these skills maybe to do this? I, I don't know. It's insane. Yeah, it is weird, um, Berserker, if you think about it too, like just the possibility, like could we lose technology? I never really thought of it um, until, you know, like a, in a more modern um, look, you know, I never really thought of it like when I was younger or anything. I didn't really think like, wow, we just lost technology since like 1700s or like the 1600 but i was thinking more from like the pyramid aspect i did talk about that when i was younger uh i often wondered like how we can't build these things right now you know like wh why does no one you know and then people would be like well they just don't want to build them well really i mean you know um yeah, it's just, it's it's almost insane. But I mean, we should do more shows on this like in detail sometime and really get into some of the like little details on these World's Fairs. Oh, so at the World's Fair, we got like two minutes left in the broadcast. And thanks for coming on the show. Everyone follow Berserker Survival. The link's in the description to his Twitter. Uh, and you can contact him on there and whatnot. But um, uh, just these world's fairs. So another thing I was telling you guys about, they had these orphan trains and they had all these babies and they had these babies in incubators. They were literally growing babies in incubators and they were selling them at the world's fair. I shit you not. They sold uh, tens of thousands of human babies at the world's fairs as if they were trying to repopulate Tartaria. Uh, these kids would go off on these orphan trains um, because there was no adults left essentially. And they would, they would be working in these huge factories and stuff with, and there was huge machinery that was like way too oversized for the, the kids to work on. In fact, maybe the people of Tartaria were of bigger size as well. I don't know, like a little bit like, or the common folk, but I think they also had giants. Um, because they found these books and stuff like I was saying. It's just bizarre. But anyways, we're out of time. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. I didn't plug anything. Go in the description. Go to reversefx.com if you want the best immune support. I'm not even joking. This is like the, you will not get sick if you use this stuff. It's absolutely amazing. Reversefx.com. Use promo code SHEP10 and you'll save 10% off. And right now, if you do it here in the next couple days, 
um, they're already having a 30% off sale. If you use promo code SHEP10, you'll get another 10% off. That's 40% off. Fire sale prices on the best product ever. There's also the Govi gas pill. The link is in the description. Pop this pill in your gas tank. Get way more miles per gallon and actually save money to put this pill in your tank. I mean, so you like you buy this pill, it's like three or five bucks per you know tank or whatever it works out to be and you're saving like 10 15 bucks you're actually making money your car's running better and it's releasing less emissions the links in the description um we'll talk to you later see you guys great job guys thanks bye